This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of our five-part series with Todd McCarthy from Full Spectrum Coffee Roasters. And Todd, we are talking about launching your new coffee roasting brand, uh, Full Spectrum. And we've talked about the pros and cons of launching the brand. We've talked about how you make decisions about how you're going to roast your coffee. Today, I want to talk about the education that's required to launch a coffee roasting brand because while some people will think you know I've been roasting coffee for this company that I work for for you know 25 minutes um, or a couple of years and then they've decided that's it I'm going to open I know how to roast coffee I'm going to open my own brand what's the reality of the kind of education that you need to launch a coffee roasting brand well you just summed up the first three years of my coffee roasting career right there <laughs> you know it's i was living in sydney i was i was uh roasting coffees that don't get me wrong back then i thought they were fantastic yeah uh but i left there i moved back to my hometown and i thought you know what i'm gonna do it yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do this <laughs> but i mean while while uh coffee roasting doesn't have any formal education uh, any mandatory education you know uh, having a really strong understanding of coffee mm. roasting techniques and profiles and then the impact that they have on flavor is very important. For instance, the the group that I learned how to roast uh, with before I moved back home, they were very well versed in extremely light roasted coffees, mm. uh, which for me and my flavor preference was, it was where it's at, you know, that was the essence of coffee was just really light roasts. But then I moved back to regional New South Wales on the east coast of Australia and I applied the same principles that I had learned uh, at the facility that I, that, uh, where I was taught. Mm-hmm. And it was incredibly discouraging because I had, I'll never ever forget just how bad I felt was that I had so many coffees coming back to the bars just because they were flavors oh. that people didn't usually associate with coffee. So wow. that was, it was, it was some of the worst and some of the best times that I've had is because Mm -hmm. then I needed to I needed to teach myself again how to roast coffees darker you know and and really um really expand my my uh sensory analysis and and again try and figure out uh what flavor preferences the consumers wanted but as I said earlier that's where I was lucky is because they were right there for me Mm -hmm. um but I mean outside of roasting uh education it's it's a lot of the literature uh that uh, is written on uh, on coffee roasting i've found is very much read between the lines uh mm. they i didn't realize back then just how different each individual roasting system was mm. and it got to the point where i was unhappy with my system that i had purchased and i thought i'm doing i'm i'm doing something just totally wrong it's not nothing's working uh so i it was i went to the extreme uh, i sold my probat i bought a geeson uh it just had so much more control uh but then it forced me again to really teach myself uh by reading between the lines of the literature that i was reading uh and sure you're gonna roast some really poor coffees i mean i i did i'll i'll, I'll admit it 
Um, mm. But I mean, it's just through really hard work and, and sitting at a cupping table and just just nutting it out by yourself. Uh, of course, there's some excellent um, uh, consultants out there that I've been lucky enough to work with and who have consulted me, and I'm a better roaster for it at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, but I mean, outside of that, there's there's coffee quality and sourcing and really understanding uh, different coffee origins and varieties, uh, and mm -hmm. also processing methods as well. Mm -hmm. um, then there's the business part of it, you know. Yeah, which feels like it's the it's the part that coffee roasters are like. But I know how to like I've learned how to roast coffee. I've I've mm. done. That's what I need to get educated on. But that's kind of really like twenty percent of it. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't figure out the business side of it, you won't be able to, to make the business, like you won't be able to take your craft to somewhere where it can flourish and you can continue to learn. Exactly. What was some of the business stuff that you had to learn about and grow about and oh, in the peripherals? A, acquiring knowledge <laughs> in business management, in marketing, in sales, uh, in financial management. Uh, and then, I mean, will it be, is this beneficial in launching and managing my own coffee mm. brand? You know, uh, am I just another, am I just another tadpole in the pond? It's, mm. uh, but I mean, you can consider I mean, the, the business part of it is, uh, there's a lot more education around that part. You know, it, um, you could consider taking courses or workshops related to entrepreneurship or marketing or small business management that develop these skills. Mm -hmm. I remember we had some conversations um, about politics and economics and <laughs> finance and stuff like that. That was like and, and banking and interest rates and all that kind of stuff, which was it's it's almost the annoying part of education when it comes to being a coffee roaster. It is because there's so there's so much craft involved in roasting coffees, you know, and you're like sitting down on MYOB or something. This this isn't crafty. This sucks. Well, and then you start to put the pieces together of like why what's going on in Russia and Ukraine is going to have a massive impact on the coffee supply chain, mm. and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, like mm -hmm. I've got a I can see the direct link now of how yep. coffee is going to get expensive. And I like buying coffee out of Colombia. So how is this going to impact? How is fertilizer uh, going to be impacted by the war in Russia and Ukraine? And somebody draws a line for you in that way and you're like, okay, we've got some problems oh, coming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, and, and, and I, I, was, I, I had my head in the sand, you know, until, mm -hmm. until I was in Colombia last year and I was speaking to producers and they were like, hey, this is what's up. I'm like, oh, shit, that's okay. This is real world now. There's geopolitical influence that is having an effect on the coffee industry and uh, it, it's easy to sit back and, and not connect those two but uh, yeah this is very real how much of a of a um, benefit would you say it is that you now have this kind of stuff on your radar like now that you that you see like uh, let me frame it this way if you were the kind of coffee roaster that you used to be where you roasted coffee you thought about buying coffee from an importer um, and looking at the local economy that you've got, worrying about your customers, worrying about profit and that's it, versus 
the coffee roasting brand owner that you are today where you think about things like uh you know, sustainability, the impact geopolitics has on the coffee supply chain, uh, the the relationships you have with producers, the insight that you have to consumer behavior, uh, the role that global uh, finance and economics is going to have. Like you're a very uh, curious, more well-rounded um, coffee roaster and business owner as you move into this next brand. Like there's a clear evolution. What do you think the benefits are of being the owner of full spectrum versus the owner, uh, the co-owner of supply roasting company. That was a long question. Yeah, I know. Does it make sense? (laughs) But uh, I mean, seeing though, I mean, my supply, for instance, was a, it's a family run business. Yeah. And I was involved really heavily with my father who took care of a lot of the, um, a lot of the financial side of it. Yeah. Uh, but now, I mean, the last sort of 18 months, I've been uh, re- really forced to just really think outside of the creative outlet that is roasting and yeah. really hone in on, okay, is, is this, is this viable? Yeah. And no one, no one can tell you that. I mean, <laughs> no one, you actually, you need to sit down, do your due diligence and, and, and figure it out. And be, because it's a, uh, I mean, with all of this capital investment, all of this hard work needs to be done before you even start planning, you know, and yeah. that's, the, that's the mistake that I made uh, with another project, uh, another coffee project that just, it, it didn't go well, you know, mm. and it's because I didn't spend the time and I didn't take in all of these in, in uh, external influences and I paid the price. Do you feel empowered or do you feel Absolutely. bogged down? The more, the more information you can jam into, the, into your cranium, about everything that is not even associated with coffee you know it's it's um it it just provides you with a a better way of dealing with issues when they arise if you have the information available to you is decision making more or less stressful now i would say i have a level of freedom whether that be through creativity or whether that be through roasting or whether it be I, I feel so much more empowered because I have a, wow. a, a much more firm understanding of the, the ecosystem. Great, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Th- there's a, a lot of people who are like, I don't need to understand all this other stuff. Economics is too hard. Finance is too hard. Geopolitics is too hard. Business is too hard. I just want to roast coffee. And I often say to them, well, then go get a job. Because and with all honesty, on, that's been my last up until eighteen months ago, two years ago. That that was my life, you know. I was I was yeah. naive and I, I didn't want to have to think about things like this. Um, but now, uh, I mean, this is a, another cost that's associated uh, with opening a coffee brand now than what yeah. it was ten years ago. It's just the cost of raw materials and right. uh, I, inflation. I, I, well, I got a, I, I really. To make myself feel better, I like to go back through old coffee contracts and see what the price was on them, you know. Why would you do that to yourself? But I totally get it. I was like, oh, I remember those days. That was eleven fifty, and now it's $14. Fantastic. Oh, mate. So another part of the education that you did was that you went to Origin for the first time recently. So I loved it. 
in the next episode, folks, we're going to talk about um, the impact that going to origin had on Todd as a coffee roaster and how it changed things for him in the way that he approaches business and coffee roasting. So join us for the next episode. Thanks, Todd. Peace, love and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.